إنك لا تهدي من أحببت ولكن الله يهدي من يشاء Assalamu alaikum wa John Fontaine just before we begin the podcast please make sure you click subscribe and also set your notifications and make sure you check out the earlier podcasts up to around 40 podcasts so far there's lots of podcasts there for you to benefit from make sure you check that out also if you can go to the John Fontaine YouTube channel as well click subscribe set your notifications and also enjoy the other videos there's a Thick of Love series, a series on Christianity, and other videos uh, regarding Dawah. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast by supporting us financially uh, with the equipment and the travel costs and the running costs, not just of the podcast, but also the other Dawah activities I'm involved in, please support on the Patreon account. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Welcome to the Young Smirks podcast. And with a very good friend of mine, Imran Hussein. Assalamu alaikum, bro. Alaikum salam, bro. How you doing? Alhamdulillah, bro. Good, good. Long time, bro. I, it has been a long time. I thought you were going to say special guest, a good friend of mine, which is nice, mashallah. You're a good friend of mine, bro. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. bro. Are you not my you know, sometimes what happens when you, you do these podcasts, yeah. you end up always saying special guest. New guest, yeah, but it's just you know the brother for 10 years, but it, it just <laughs> as soon as they introduce you, it's like they're, they're meeting you for the first time. Alhamdulillah, no, you're my good friend, bro. Yeah, man, we, we had go some, back. some late nights in Manchester, yes. in my old house, late nights, and with uh, the big whiteboard, do you remember? And all refuting each other. Yep, <laughs> I remember that one session we had. Which one? With Jamshed. Slaudin and Jamshed were there as well. Oh, yeah, do you remember? I, I, I was also uh, Abu Jabril, I think, was that one, yeah, time. yeah. He used to live in an old. Almost an old, uh, what was it? It wasn't a, it's was one that, of those. Uh, it was like an old, uh, it was actually an old army barracks. Yes, yep. It was yeah. actually the um, last time the British army was set on the public, actually. There's a protest in uh, Peterfields. Yeah. Um, I think it's Peterfields. Peterfields? Peterfields. Yeah. You were there as well, bro, I think. Do you remember selling? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Because I, I, yeah. I remember seeing you somewhere, Swanla. That was the night we were there with Slaudin. Yeah, yeah. And was, and you were going at it, like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in yeah, the morning. Yeah, yeah. I was falling asleep. So let's tell people what was going on. Because uh, about five, six, seven years ago, I had like a, an office, library type apartment. Mm. And all the Ayura guys used to come down and try their new research. Try and new put, research put it yeah. to the test. Yeah, and uh, I'll present my research, they'll sit down and refute me for five hours and then you present your atheism and everyone yeah. will refute you. And that you that particular night, I remember you guys, you and Slaudin were going at it about uh, the, um, what was it? It was about your booklet. Oh, right, yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> it was about your booklet and your particular argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just deliberately, I think, just wanting yeah, to yeah, keep yeah. you going. Yeah. But we used to do that because yeah. it helps with the argumentation, right? Yes. When you yeah. actually test it behind the scenes, yeah. you know, you can see where... You know, argue, certain arguments, you know, have issues, etc. Yeah. So, bro, Imran Hussein, my very good friend, how did you get involved in Dawah? Because you've been working in Ayura now for many years. Yes. People yeah. see you, you have Epistemics, your yep. YouTube channel. And you're, you know, you, you also, also have the London Dawah movement. Yes. Bro, that was the times, bro. Yeah, those are the times where cameras were first I, starting to go into speakers. Well, I loved right? the London Dawah movement. Yeah. So tell us, how did you get into Dawah? So initially, bro, it was, I started practicing around, I think, close to eight or nine years ago now. 
And as soon as I started to practice, or came back to Islam, I realized that, you know, the, the, you, know so you know, the first time you realize this is the truth and when it really hits mm. you, you want to share it with others. It's almost like a natural reaction. Like, mm. everyone needs to know about this. Mm. So that's what I did. I just started to get yeah. involved in Dawah. I tried to figure out how to do it, first and foremost. Yeah. Went to an IRA Dawah training course. Uh, then got in touch with a local team in West Ealing. Did Dawah with them for a year, street Dawah. And back then, street Dawah was, it was quite tough. In, in certain areas especially, it was really yeah. rough because people weren't used to seeing Muslims out on tables as yeah. much as now. And alhamdulillah, one of the great impacts Dawah tables I believe have had is that they have sort of normalized mm. Islam to the general public a lot, mm. uh, which has been very, very powerful. But back then, it, that wasn't the case. So it was quite rough initially. You know, yeah. I, when I first started, I was like, okay, I know the arguments. Yeah. I've gone through the course. It's going to be easy. But as soon as you go on the, on the table, you and, don't know anything. And it hits <laughs> all, you. People start goes, speaking yeah. to you and it becomes real. Yeah. Like, whoa. You so know? what are some of the experiences you had on, on the Dawah table uh, in the early years? Good and bad. Yeah. You know, you're really tested. It's, mm. it's when you get to know that that was not a joke. It's not, it's not all fun and games. It's not something mm. that, you know, you know, you get excited about for two days and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Mm. As soon as you go out and you start giving dawah, mm. you start realizing, well, this is serious. And then you mm. start to appreciate just a tiny bit of what the prophets may have gone through. Subhanallah. You know, Subhanallah. speaking to their people. You know, mm. unlike then, today people aren't going to put you up on a stake somewhere and, and do away mm. with you, right? It's, there, it's just, we have it much easier today, mm. but yeah. you still start to appreciate what tough. they went through. Yeah, yeah it's tough. tough. Like yeah. back then, people would pick up material, scrunch up, throw it in your face, mm. uh, swear at you, abuse mm. you, uh, sometimes even spit at you. I've, I, not mm. me personally, but I heard stories of brothers being spat at. Um, mm. But now, alhamdulillah, it's much better. But those are my yeah. early experiences. It's interesting yeah. you say, because when somebody comes back to the deen, when they start practicing, they realize the weight of the religion. Yeah. You know, if you're born into a Muslim family, a lot of the times you don't really realize what you have. Yeah. So how was that, how was that experience you, how did you find the religion for yourself? It, it's, you feel a bit ashamed initially because you, you, cause when you realize it's the truth, you realize that you spent your entire life mm. living this close to the truth, but you never recognized it and you're like, yeah. whoa. You know, and then you feel that burden of accountability there is. Oh, but then you realize over time that you know, you're human at the end of the day. Mm. You're fallible, uh, yeah. and you're just grateful that you were guided while you were alive. You know, and, and that 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 blessing overrides mm. everything. So initially, there's that, and then there's that zealousness as well. Especially mm. if you're young and you start practicing. You know, yeah. you like you just want to make the whole world become yeah. the perfect Muslim, yeah. you know, according to what you think the perfect Muslim is. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and then you burn a lot of bridges in that process. You do a lot of mm. damage as well to family because you're too yeah. harsh, you're too ag aggressive. Um, and then over time you mellow out, you, you learn a bit more, you know, and you realize that wisdom is a big part of the deen as well. You have to mm. apply hikmah, especially in the da'wah. It's, it's mm. huge. It's yeah. huge, the way you carry yourself, the way you conduct yourself. Mm. Um, but yeah, I always see it as like, you know, I, don't, I, see, I see a lot of similarities between someone coming to Islam as a revert and someone that finds Islam even though they're born in a Muslim family yeah. and then find Islam later yeah. in their life. The, the, the experience is very similar yeah. in many ways. Sometimes I think it's even more difficult for someone who's born into a Muslim family because yeah. with, with, a, with someone who's born into a non-Muslim family and they find the religion, like it's expected that you're going to get trouble. Yeah. But with, with uh, people who are born into Muslim families, it's not expected that you will get trouble. I'm not saying you did, but yeah. other people who I know who found the religion later, you know, when they start growing the beard, when yeah. they start wearing hijab, sometimes Muslim parents themselves have an issue with that. Yeah, yeah. You hear that a lot. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. and the, that's the thing, because yeah. you've you got to remember, 
uh, especially for the Indo-Pakistani communities, the mm. a lot of the families or first-generation Muslims, mm. they weren't like quote unquote super practicing as we you know you mm -hmm. would see it. You know they would do the they would try to do the best they can, but they had certain objectives because they'd come yeah, over yeah. and they had to do certain things for their families. Mm. So they had a very survival type of mentality, mm. and that meant they didn't really focus on the deen as much, and they didn't mm. have the luxury in some cases either. Yeah, yeah. But that meant that they they took on a lot of the. Uh, the, if you like the secular color from mm -hmm. the environment that they were in, so when the second generation now starts practicing, mm -hmm. and they find themselves amongst the family they've lived amongst their entire life, but now mm -hmm. they look they're on the other side, you know th that dynamic could be quite difficult to deal with, very challenging sometimes, because you you know and especially when you're new and you're young, you know you don't like we said you don't really mm -hmm. consider the wisdom. And you you'll jump on family and you'll say this and the other and you 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 don't you don't appreciate what they've gone through and, mm -hmm. and where they stand and if you really want to help them you have to be subtle sometimes yeah take a step back to take yeah. two steps forward uh, but it is challenge it is definitely did you like go head first trying to get I did, it man. Yeah. I went right in especially with <laughs> I went I went mm. right in with with uh, uh, mm. certain family members mm. and uh, I, I'm still I'm still feeling the repercussions of mm. that. I'm still mm. dealing with the problems I created yeah, back then. Alhamdulillah, finally I've managed to sort of iron those things out. Mm. You know, so one of the biggest tips I could give someone that starts practicing is focus on yourself. Mm. Give that to your family. I know, you, I know you're concerned, mm. you have those worries about them, where they're going to go and what's mm. going to happen mm. to them. But be subtle. You're going to do a lot of damage if you go in too hard. You know, you're not going to achieve what you're wanting to achieve. Just mm. give them time, give them space, mm. give yourself time and space. And then slowly, when you get the opportunity, share Islam with them, mention Islam to them, encourage them, yeah. uh, but, but take a positive approach. Yeah. So what was your kind of, what was your position before you kind of came back to the deen, if you like? You know, was you, you were still a Muslim or was, did you have like different type of ideas? Or? I, I still have, I, I've thought about that many times, bro, but I still haven't been able to define myself then. Mm. Sometimes it's, when I look at it from some perspectives, I would consider myself a non-Muslim. Mm. So I would see that I actually came back to Islam, reverted mm. back to Islam. From other perspectives, I would say, maybe you can consider me a Muslim. I don't know. You know, I'm just grateful. I, I, I just had doubts and well, for lack me, of knowledge. Was, to be it. honest, bro, I was, I was like, as far as practicing, there was no practicing of Islam mm. for me. I only knew that I was Muslim, the label. Uh, I knew there was Friday prayers, although I wouldn't go to them most mm. of the time. Uh, I knew there was fasting in Ramadan, although I wouldn't fast most of the time. Uh, I knew there was God. Mm. Right. So you did I, believe in a creator. Yeah. So I, what I did have was I was I had a conviction, a fitri conviction that there is a creator. Yeah. There is God. I knew nothing about God. I knew nothing about the Prophet peace be upon him. Very little. Mm. I knew very little about Islam. Um, but the, the the worst thing was that even though I knew little, but I wasn't bothered. I wasn't interested. I didn't want mm. anything to do with Islam. Mm. And that's the case with most people today. They just want mm. very little yeah. to do with religion because yeah. they're so occupied with life. Um, so that's where I found myself. Yeah. So, so you came back, you know, you started practicing Islam and then you got involved in Dawah, you was doing Dawah tables. Yeah. And then you actually set up, uh, you and Sabor, I believe, you had the London Dawah movement. Yeah. This was an online platform mainly. Yeah. And I think it changed it later into the global Dawah movement. Yeah, so, yeah? So, kind the, of. Yeah, is yeah. It, so London Dawah, back in London those days, we... There was very little dawah, quote unquote dawah channels online and mm. dawah activities online. So, Sabur and me, we had a trip to Canada uh, about, I don't know how long ago, it was seven years ago, something like that. And uh, during our long stays or evenings in the hotel room, which were very uncomfortable with Sabur, if you've spent time with Sabur, you would know. 
Come on, may Allah bless him. He's uh, he's he's got his own. Uh, um, yeah, we just we got along. I spent a long yeah. time with yeah, you know in Frogel. Brazil. Frogel, yeah. I was, with, I was with him. You for named a month him Frogel, right? Yeah, I named yeah. him. How was that, bro? How was your experience with him? Suppose all right. Don't worry, he's in the next room. <laughs> and he knows. He's, I've, I've mentioned this on Dilly's podcast as well. Yeah, recently. I've seen it recently. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of the things were probably cut out as well. Uh, or no, I've maybe seen it. Cut out. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he, he, it was a good time. Yeah. The thing with Sabura is he's, he's a strategist. Mm. He's a visionary. He sees like he plans things for the future. Um, so we sat there during those, those evenings in the hotel room together, and we're like, okay, we need to do something. We need to do mm. something more online. And then we came up with the idea of London Dow movement. We uh, sort of sketched it out, came back from, mm. from the trip to Canada, started the channel and just started going to speak. We were going to Speaker's Corner anyway, just started yeah. filming stuff from Speaker's Corner. Uh, and then that really picked up and we saw there was a need for it at that point and we just carried it. We kind on. of turned it into a podcast before podcasts even took off really. We didn't even know what podcasts yeah. were at the time. But yeah. you guys were like, because it kind of went from Speaker's Corner to you and him kind of hashing out certain ideas, dealing yeah. with certain concepts. Yeah. I found it very beneficial, personally. Alhamdulillah. You were dealing with a lot of the atheist concepts, science. You know, this was before, kind of, like, it got popular, right? Yeah. You yeah. guys were dealing with a lot of the atheism. Yeah, and to be honest, like to be fair, we were taking a lot of the content from stuff Ira was doing, Hamza was yeah. doing, etc., and other brothers were doing. Mm. We, were just, we were just simplifying it yeah. and popularizing it. Yeah. I guess that's what we, yeah. the role we were playing. Um, and it picked up, it did yeah. really well at the time and then we changed it to Global Dow Movement and we had our phases but one thing we weren't, we weren't consistent yeah. um, and, and, and that's a lesson, uh, one of the lessons I learned then when you get involved in the Dow, you have to stay on top of yourself bro because mm. you can very easily lose yourself because you got to remember Shaitan's one of your biggest enemies yeah. and he becomes a bigger enemy when you, be, when you get involved in Dawah yeah. because if he has any sense in him, he will go after you as opposed to 10 other people because Definitely. You know, you're, you're involved now in a business which mm. is opposing his business. Mm -mm. He wants to take people off the straight path. You're trying to help people come back onto the straight path with yeah. the leave of Allah. So he's going to come after you. And, and we mm. were very, or at least me, I was very new to the deen at the time mm. and very immature from many perspectives. Mm. And he got the better of me in many ways, right? Yeah. Uh, my sincerity was up in the air. Mm. And, and, and I'll be honest with this now because I think it'll help many other people getting involved yeah. in YouTube and Dawah. Uh, and, and I crashed and burnt in many different ways, mm. right? Uh, one of the results was the LDM stopped. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reasons, we don't need to go into that, but it stopped. And mm. then we started GDM and it stopped. Mm. And then I went offline for maybe four or five years. Uh, four years, I think, completely. Mm. Um, yeah, so it was... It was, that's the, you, You've been offline for, like you said, four years. Yeah. And you recently, I would say the past year, you started Epistemic. Last, yeah, last year, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So about a year now you've been running, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just felt... So what was the idea of epistemics? Um, similar to what we were doing in London Dow movement. Yeah. Just but it's more, more like your own platform now. Because yeah. Sabor has his yeah. Darwinian delusions, yep. which I think is now just his own channel now. Yes. Yep. But now it, this epistemics is mostly yourself, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and and it's, it's, just, it's similar, again, mm -hmm. taking stuff that the brothers are doing and just popularizing it. Yep. And, and present, trying to present it in a way where it's... Uh, easier to grasp for majority of people, um, and yeah, it's, it's it's just that it's just again. See, uh, see, I've got a bit of a gripe, right? It's, yeah. it, uh, there's a lot of things which are being done on, under the under the banner of Dawah online mm. on social media these days, right? A mm. lot of uh, content that's been created under the banner of Dawah. Um, but I don't think a lot of it is directly related to the Dao, at least not directly related to the Dao. Yeah. So I felt, and I felt a sense of responsibility as well. 
because you know I felt that okay the stuff that needs to be mentioned the stuff that I know and the stuff that I need put out there so again it's a balancing act you have yeah. to stay on top of yourself but yeah. so that was one of the reasons motivating factors also because you know I thought look we've, we've got limited time on this earth we need to do as much as we can yeah. uh, and if you you know knowledge is one of those things what even if you have a little bit or a certain yeah. type of knowledge yeah. you have to try share it with people yeah you know, yeah. so I thought, okay, let's just now, do for something. It, how long have you been in Ayeva now? About seven, eight years? Probably about six years, I think. Six, six seven years, years yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got involved with Ayeva very early on as a yeah. volunteer initially. So, I mean, you've obviously you've had a lot of training from Hamza. You know, you've also contributed to the research of Ayeva. And uh, now Ayeva is like developed into, and you know, you also have a new organization, yes. uh, Sapiens. Yep. This is more like academic. You're going to be dealing with a lot of the you know, the, the common doubts of atheism, yes, yeah. science, etc. Yeah. So you're, you're also part of that and you've been doing some research with that as well, right? Yeah. So originally IRA was, IRA did both. We did the grassroots and we did the level two academic stuff as well. Mm. But I think now this separation is going to be very powerful because now there's more mm. focus on both sides. I, I am really excited about this, by the way, because yeah. I've been saying this for a long time that you've got two kind of platforms. It's just mingling together, really. You know, yeah. you know, with like um, different levels of knowledge being taught to different levels of people. So it's quite confusing. You've got like people at a very basic level hearing discussions and debates which are not for them. Yeah. You know, so I think it's a really good uh, separation personally. Yeah. I'm yeah. really happy about it. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and I'm really happy that, mashallah, Hamza, because Hamza was CEO originally for mm. Ayra for many, so past couple yeah. of years. Um, he couldn't focus on this stuff. Mm. And this is one of his areas of where he really excels. Yeah. Uh, and to see him back doing this stuff himself yeah. and doing the research and doing the finishing his post mm. uh, graduate studies and it's it's really good to see even him back seeing in him just back online doing, yeah. doing videos and yeah. it's refreshing, you know. Yeah, alhamdulillah. So you know, he's got a good approach and yeah. So yeah. it's going to be good to see him back as well. There's a lot of new content yeah. as well. It's going to be really good, inshallah. So I've heard you've got like over thirty kind of. Courses, webinars, webinars yeah. like kind of ready. ready yeah, so we've started and, them already, yeah. and you're actually dealing with. I've got two. I'm doing two. What, what are you doing? I'm doing one on uh, life without God, and one on the fitra, and and, and and so those are the two I'm doing. Uh, the rest we've got hijab doing some, Doctor Uthman Latif doing a few, Hamza doing a few, Sabur doing a few, uh, and a few other brothers. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really good, bro. I think this content's needed as well. Hmm. Um, the, you know, there's different. No, I, I don't like saying levels hmm. because when you say levels, you, you think, okay, grassroots is simple or basic and what's better than that is the level two stuff. No, we shouldn't see it like that. Hmm. I think these are just different avenues in the Dawah. Hmm. So there is a space for the intellectual stuff and there's a hmm. place for the grassroots stuff and yeah. there's a place for other stuff, I think. True, true. Yeah, so I, um, hmm. it's going to be good but overall, I think, nevertheless. Uh, yeah, man. No, it's good. It's exciting times. Yeah, and uh, I'm really looking forward to see how it develops. And yes. So what... Regarding yourself, are you are you writing anything yourself? Are you planning on doing any books or anything? I'm actually in the process of writing uh, my book at the yeah. moment. I've been working on it for about a year and just over a year now, I think. What's, what's it about? Uh, so just to give it, it uh, more than what it's about, I think the concept is quite unique. Okay. Um, and that's what I'm really excited about. Because one of the things we were noticing was that atheists, when they're writing these days, they're writing, number one, on a very popular level. Uh, even Richard Dawkins, Outgrowing God, uh, The Atheist Muslim, I think by Ali Rizvi, uh, The Young mm. Atheist Handbook by Alam Shah. They're writing in a way, bro, what's very interesting, they're not writing academic books. They're writing popular books, narrative-based mm. books, story books almost, yeah. autobiographies, and then they're mixing in their, 
the shubahat and, yeah. the, and, the, and the doubts and the mm. views into the, the mix. So we thought, okay, as we were thinking about this and speaking to Hamza about this, I thought, you know what, let's do something similar. Let's write a book that's based on a narrative, a story, uh, where I share my personal story to Islam and the issues and problems I dealt with and how I came mm. to Islam. And then with, within it, share my reasons for coming to Islam, share those arguments and Not share sure. everything like that. So that's the, 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 the angle we're taking here. Sure. And also, what's interesting is if you look at any sort of movement Throughout history, especially like take example for example the, the Enlightenment period, mm. one of the things that made those view, the views of the philosophers and the thinkers popular at the time was mainstream uh, literature. Mm. Uh, you know, it was it was the stuff on the popular level, not mm. the academic mm. writings that, yeah. that made those ideas popular. So we said, okay, let's engage on that level mm. as well. Even today with Dawkins, same thing. Really. Yeah. Yeah. That, and they're doing the same. Yeah. You know, they they're actually mm. doing the same. You see it with all of them, mm. Harris, Dawkins, mm. all of them. So we thought, okay, let's 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 play the game as well. You know, let's mm. let's let's work on that level as well and reach mm. people on that level, inshallah. No, that's, that sounds great. So, what are some of the arguments you're gonna include? So, like, uh, the argument. So the my, the main theme of the book is is based on my story, which mm. is mainly to do with the meaning of life, mm. and that's a big thing that people are dealing with today. What's mm. the meaning of life? Because we live in postmodern times, bro, mm. where everything's up in the air. Right? The humanity mm. literally rejected all truth. There is mm. no absolute truth. There is no absolute meaning. Uh, we, we live in a time where the individual defines mm. the world as they want to define it. Right? Yeah. They give meaning to things as they choose to give meaning to things. So there's yeah. no definitives anymore. So in such a time, bro, because it's human nature to look for meaning anyway, people aren't finding meaning. And that mm. was my struggle as well. Mm. So the main theme of the book is to do the meaning of life mm. and how you can only find meaning through God. Uh, the, the working title that Hamza's, is Hamza's title, so give him credit, it's, it's uh, called Dying to Believe. Uh, that's the title of the book. There will be a subtitle, we haven't shown it yet. Um, so so, so the it's, it, it, main theme is meaning Mashallah, of life. Mashallah. And then along the way, I take arguments from Hamza, I take bits from hijab, mm. I take, take things from Sabur about mm. the philosophy of science. And it's, just, it's, it's, it's woven in through the narrative, basically. Inshallah. So that's the idea. So when we're expecting to see the book, bro? Uh, I'm going to so, put you on pressure here because okay. you're live yeah. now. So... Yeah. You know, we I'm need, already we delayed. Need a deadline, I'm bro. already delayed. So yeah. we wanted to get this done in six months. Okay. I know it's ambitious. Yeah. I'm dyslexic on top of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've struggled. But alhamdulillah, yeah. alhamdulillah it's been a learning alhamdulillah. experience. Alhamdulillah. Um, so I did the first edit. Um, now we, I sent it to my editor. She had a look through it, and now she sent it back to me. I'm going through the second edit. This okay. is the stage where I'm adding in any last bits I want to add into mm -hmm. the book now. Uh, that's almost complete. That should be done in the next couple of weeks. In the next two or three weeks. Inshallah. Then it goes back to her. She does a third edit. That's where she goes through it and restructures it, you mm. know, makes it, polishes it off, mm. makes it sound nice, all of that type of stuff. Then it goes for a fourth edit where Hamza will go through the conceptual stuff and I'll probably revisit it from a conceptual stuff once again, adding the references, etc. Mm. Um, and then it'll probably go for a fifth edit. So we're hoping um, maybe, let's say, if we're being ambitious, end of this year, but inshallah by mid next year, it should be out. Inshallah. inshallah, yeah, that's, inshallah. That's, that's, the, that's the hope. I'm dying to read. Inshallah. <laughs> dying to read, dying to believe. <laughs> dying to read, dying to believe. Yeah. Mashallah, bro. It's I'm really exciting. Alhamdulillah. So, and it's uh, good you asked me, bro, because now it's on record. So I, I, I get those, I get those yeah. dips as well. Like, I just no, can't no. be asked anymore, man. No, I know, I, know how it, I know how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. You've written several booklets, haven't you? So yeah, you must know. Yeah, no, I know you must know. Feels. Sometimes you're yeah. like, forget it. I can't no, do it anymore. I, I, even just with the small booklets that I've done, and you know, I'm working on a couple of books as well. And you know how it is, bro. You just get distracted. As well. Days, this lockdown like has been good, it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done much work in lockdown with your book? Yeah. 
Yes, yeah, I've had an opportunity yeah. to just write. Definitely, it's yeah. been amazing, right? Just having yeah. time, just to focus. On, yeah, 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 mashallah. Yeah, and we, but the things we've been re-strategizing is Ira as well. So we have some really interesting projects we're working on this mm. year. I can't say much yet because nothing's finalized. Oh, uh, but we're working on a, one thing. I can say we're working mm. on a volunteer structure this year as well. So you're going to be also working with Ira and Sapiens. I work so, for Ira. Okay. So I'm working with Ira. That's just my main job. I'm volunteering with Sapiens. Okay, so I'm just mashallah. supporting with. You know, a few webinars here and there, just Mashallah, wherever Mashallah. else I can at the moment. Mashallah. Inshallah. Um, so, yeah. so it's a blessing, bro. Honestly, I couldn't have, you know, I, uh, uh, to be honest, you know, wherever you can work in the Dawah, it's a blessing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's yeah. a privilege, man. Mashallah, um, bro. Yeah, we, uh, to be honest, we don't deserve it, but it's, 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 a, it's, it's, it really uh, is. it's the mercy yeah. of Allah, man. Honestly, like mm. we, you know, yeah, yeah. we know ourselves. And I'm looking forward to Ayera getting back to the volunteer side of things yeah. because. I've got good memories of Ayera in the early days. You know, they used to travel up and down the country, yeah. delivering lectures in the masjid, you know, getting mosques, uh, uh, you know, active in the dawah. You know, I, th I thought it was very beneficial back in, yeah. the, back in the day, I think. Yeah. You know, and I think it would be good to get that back yeah. on track. And I think There's a the big gap there, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So basic dawah yeah. course, yeah. just literally... You know, telling people about Islam. Absolutely, I, I really yeah. excited to. Hear and you know, as we, bro, we we I think we're at a place now where we learned from our experiences and the mistakes that we made, because we didn't do everything perfectly, right? Mm. And and I and I think it's good to put that out there as well, because we're human at the end of the day, yeah. right? There was mistakes we made, but we've learned from yeah. them. So now going into this whole volunteer side scheme of things, with, um, you know. With with the whole background in 2020, I think it's going to be very powerful. I think we're not sure. going to make those same mistakes again, and we're going to, inshallah, be able to do much better things with the whole inshallah, process. Jazakallah khair, bro. Oh, yeah, it's well, been no nice problem. just to get a quick catch up. Yeah, man, it's been good. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, inshallah, once your book comes out, we'll do another podcast. Yeah. And I'd like to, I'll read it first. A little reputation session. I'm going yeah. <laughs> <I'm gonna, laughs> we'll to go through a quick. Yeah. We'll get the whiteboard and we'll do some. Yeah, we'll do those, bro. I'm looking forward to it, bro. May Allah bless you in your work and. You'll make it, may Allah accept it from you, bro. Ameen, bro. Jazakallah. Thank you for listening to the Young Smokes podcast with me, John Fontaine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and all the other outlets. Like and subscribe and leave a comment. And also, please support us on the donation link below so that we can continue to give you quality podcasts. Thank you very much. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.